Hey, fitness business secrets listeners. Today, we're talking to Jake Bouts. He's the owner of an Orlando, Florida full service gym. Very interesting model he has. We are going to learn today how much he paid for his gym and how he got to that price, considering current revenue and and current equipment. Also, we're going to learn how he turned the gym around from just offering personal training to offering many services from classes, massage, semi-private, and a private Pilates studio. Also, we're going to learn how he's able to offer so many of these services and he still has time to train clients with minimal headaches. Hint has something to do with what some people would call the subtenant rent model. Next, we're going to learn how he uses a $0 cost Instagram marketing strategy to bring in hot leads every single week. In addition, since he's an SEO guy, we're going to get his recommendations on how he got his gym to the top of Google for his area. Stay tuned. Fitness coaches, get more clients by learning the secret techniques successful trainers and gym owners are using to grow their business in person and online. Create multiple streams of income by training clients online, selling challenges, and growing your membership. This is the Fitness Business Secrets Podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Oshita. I've built two fitness businesses to about a half million dollars each by improving marketing, sales, and operations. Let's grow your sales and your clients. Mini lesson time. So in the last few episodes, we've been talking about customer avatars, defining it so that you can really speak to your audience and use words that resonate with them. And then we talked about my secret technique for finding phrases and understanding the problem that your avatar faces using things like Amazon, If you didn't catch that episode, just head over to episode 22 and you'll hear all about the secret way I suggest to find targeted phrases that will really resonate with your customer avatar. Now, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Well, besides phrases and being able to relate and, oh, I understand about your shoulder pain and it's difficult and of course fitness is going to help you. We kind of actually need to offer something different. Our core product needs to be different. So you might say, oh no, like I I can't change everything I do or how do I do that? So it could actually be very simple. For example, Louise had talked about and Louise Clancy in last week's episode, episode 21 and 20, she talked about how she speaks to her Pilates customer who their main problem isn't necessarily like they just want to lose the weight and uh, get into that bikini. They, they want to be pain-free. They want to be able to move and be strong enough to move. So she speaks to that. She uses regular people. She doesn't use flashy models. And she doesn't say lose 20 pounds in one month. She talks about being pain-free and using this as a way to alleviate themselves from pain. But how do we take this farther in making our product actually different. So it's not like they decided Pilates is for them and then they just go to any Pilates class after clicking on your ad and making you pay for it. (laughs) It's what I promised I'd talk about from last episode, which is how can you use the customer avatar phrases to make it feel like your service is not only the best, but the only service that can solve their problems. So how do you do that? Well, you're going to use differentiation based off of the customer problems 
and then you're going to narrow your industry in a way. So let's take Louise's business as an example. It's a Pilates studio. Let's just call it that. That caters towards 45 to 60 year olds, let's say, that have pain and want to just be pain free. You could say that she's a place of fitness and therefore she competes with the park and the beach, other gyms, any place that you can work out. But she's going to say we're indoors to our fitness studio. Okay, so now she's competing with other studios that offer exercise in some form. But she's saying we focus on Pilates. So now she's fo- she's competing against only other Pilates studios or other fitness studios that target 45 to 60 year olds. Let's say those are the sort of two people she's competing against. But so you see how we created a smaller and smaller competitor group by creating, by mentioning differentiation aspects and that it's indoors or it's a Pilates and it's a studio, it's not a big gym. And then now she says we're small group classes And now she says that she focuses on people who have pain and want to overcome their pain through a low impact strategy such as Pilates. Now this is a clincher. What you would add to that if you're running this Pilates business is you have to back it up still, right? And this is how your core product will actually be differentiated, not just your positioning, but your actual product. You're going to take the top three problems that these clients are facing, maybe by reading the Amazon reviews or the surveys, and you're going to really try to solve them. So sometimes the biggest problem isn't even just the obvious thing is that they want to get rid of pain is they feel intimidated. So you're going to make it less intimidating in your product by maybe putting up signs that says everyone is accepted, giving up bracelets, including it in the email, having the trainer keep saying everyone is accepted, your body is accepted, so that the actual product does speak to an obstacle they have, which is not being accepted or not being good enough. Next, since they talked about pain and we're focusing on shoulder pain, let's say, and back pain, let's say those are the two biggest issues, you can say, and we've worked with a chiropractor to be the only Pilates studio has created exercises with a chiropractor and a physical therapist to make sure you build strength and mobility and live pain-free. That was a lot of things. Let's recap the steps. Number one, you're going to figure out your customer avatar and then come up with their top problems that they talk about. Number two, you're actually going to solve that problem within your product so that it's differentiated from within. Number three, in your marketing, you're going to talk about solving that problem for them using the words that they often use. And you're going to next include, so I guess this is step four, you're going to next include how you do it. In summary, you're going to get to this, the only dot, 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 buy statement. We are the only Pilates studio in North Wales that makes sure you live a pain-free life by, so that's the by part, by designing our Pilates program with a chiropractor and a physical therapist. Next, let's do an advanced version of that. In addition, you'll want to keep coming back because of our welcoming atmosphere from our teachers who welcomes everyone, whether you're new or have been coming every day. And from our slogan, everybody and every Buddy is welcome. 
And then this is where you cue the testimonial of one of your top clients who has really seen transformation. And then your call to action, such as a free class. Call now. If I was a student living in North Wales with shoulder pain and was also nervous about not being good enough in a fitness class, that would be a place I would call immediately. And if you were the owner of this business, you would kind of see how you differentiated yourself by making use of the customer avatar without necessarily being radically different. Once you're radically different, you kind of need a bigger marketing budget because you really need to explain to them exactly what you do. So if you do like a whole new exercise modality, instead you're doing something people know, but you're customizing it and then differentiating it. So when you know the customer, you speak to them, it's clear that you're the only person for them. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, Fitness Business Secrets listeners. I'm so excited today because I'm talking to Jay Fouts, owner of Fitness Experts, a full-service gym in Orlando, Florida. Fitness Experts offers gym membership that includes classes and the gym floor, small group training, personal training, massage, and even a separate Pilates room. Jake used to work the normal corporate job in marketing for 16 years. And then in 2017, he bought Fitness Experts, a move he had been dreaming about for most of his life. What I think is interesting is how he is able to successfully manage a gym with so many moving parts, including four partners, two sets, which are couples, and how he was even able to turn this complex business around, which was struggling at the time that he bought it. And this might be a dream for a lot of you. So I'm really excited that Jake will share with us his story and what worked for him to turn and manage this business, this gym successfully. Hey, Jake, how are you doing? Thanks for Thank being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm doing really good. Uh, so- a little sore back today, but I was exercising this morning, and after my morning shower, I just I tweaked something. And, but yeah, I'm I'm glad it's that rather than being uh, sick. Um, yeah, I I also have a sore back. It almost comes with aging, unfortunately. Yeah, so I think a lot of us listeners are just ask, are wondering, how did you come across this, well, this gym? Well, uh, I'm a weight room guy. I love lifting weights. And later on in life, I started running and running marathons. But I was I was very into being in the gym. It was a way of life for me. still is, by the way. I, I was on Craigslist one day looking for gym opportunities to buy a gym or buy into a gym. And lo and behold, I came across fitness experts. It was an established gym. It's been a gym for over 10 years now. You know what they say, just uh, jump into uh, jump into the opportunity to to get your to uh, make your dreams come true. That's how I wound up here back in 2017. You know, I've just always wanted to have a gym and I got that opportunity. It it was at a operating at a bare minimum yeah. and it really didn't have a membership base. It was a uh, and still is to a point, it was a personal training studio primarily. That's that's how we got such a great deal on the gym, on an established brand. So that that sounds, just to give some the listeners a sense of risk that you're taking on, because I think there's a lot more opportunities of achieving our, our, gym, our dream goal of owning a gym when they're in that. Uh, space, but I think a lot of us won't pull the trigger because 
that's a scary place yeah, to be. Yeah, if you're planning to uh, start a gym from scratch, you're going to be spending way over $150,000 with the new equipment, the marketing, advertising. So, you know, this was a, this was a great opportunity to get in for, for next to nothing. In the state that it was in, mm. I paid under $60,000. Well, about what what range would you say, you know, you would have been willing to pay for yeah, this gym? Yeah, pretty much. The cost equipment, the reputation already. And uh, you know, I had a few trainers already. Yeah. So, you know, it was starting by scratch. I, I had a little little head start, though it wasn't mm. making money. Yeah, like it would it, pretty much the cost of, of, of the equipment. Is that um, kind of how you came to that number? How much was the rent at that time? Did that include utilities? About $5,500 a month. Water. Yeah, it, it included water, but power, mm -hmm. you know, power was up to us. And Yeah, I see. Well, we, we turned it from being just a personal training gym to accepting members, a membership. And uh, I started mm -hmm. promoting the gym as a private okay. neighborhood gym. And we, we sold products through here, like supplements, as another revenue stream. But, but yeah, it's, we, we really began to fill out the gym with more people. It, it helps that all the trainers and uh, the Pilates instructor and massage therapist, they pay uh, rent because they're all independent contractors. And that rent goes towards helping a lot with the uh, lease and uh, gives us a little bit of, little bit of uh, profitability. Yeah. And I notice you have nutrition and Pilates. Are those sh like large aspects and massage also? Are those larger aspects of your revenue or are they just kind of add on service, like a small percentage of revenue? Their, their rent is considerate of the amount of clients, the amount of business they do. So if, if we have a, a trainer that only does about 25 sessions, uh, a month compared to mm -hmm. a trainer okay. that does it is it, it is a lot more attractive to especially around here where most of the gyms charge a percentage so uh, and that, that percentage is typically taken more away from the trainer oh i see okay yep yep they they can it's it's their own business that's how we that's uh one of the great advantages to being a trainer here you can you can uh, charge however much you want per hour or mm, per session. Okay. Uh, maybe there's a reason, like it's more attractive to trainers. For small groups, each mm -hmm. person in that group would count as another session uh, mm -hmm. for the trainer. We we contract out for classes, really. So my, my partners, they have a business called LunaFit. And LunaFit is a group exercise challenge. And they host kickboxing classes, high intensity training classes and, uh, and, and boxing classes. Yeah. I like it. Okay. <laughs> it's so complicated. And in this way, you, it sounds like you fully never have to worry about the whole employee independent contractor uh -huh. getting a bill from workers comp or something. This really different way that sounds like it's really working for fitness experts for Jake in Orlando, where you know, it's it's a hundred percent independent contractor. People are you have a specific way where they're paying you based on a, a tier. So for the class instructors, how do you do class instructors? Well, my my partners they they have a boot camp business called LunaFit, 
and uh, they host kickboxing classes. It's a, more of a, a boot camp style program, and uh, they pay rent. They pay rent to host their boot camps here, and those are our classes. So since I saw that on your website, you have uh, a basic membership that I think includes gym floor and classes. How do they get paid? It's, it's really uh, pretty simple. Whenever somebody pays the full access to the gym, the, the weight room and, and the boot camp style classes, we just, we just split up the, the monthly payment. Part goes to fitness experts and part goes to LunaFit. Oh, sorry. One more thing. Massage. Is that the same tier as you mentioned for PTs or is it a different setup? And yeah, maybe I need to be a little more clear about the massage and the Pilates. The massage therapists pay a, a pretty standard monthly rent. It doesn't change. So the massage therapists, they rent, a, they rent out a room at my gym. And the Pilates instructor, she rents out a separate area as well. And they, they host their business in those, those spots, I should say. All right. So they pay a flat monthly rent. Since they're paying a flat amount, do you, does that basically set it up where they can use it anytime the gym's open? In which case, do you only have one massage therapist or, or do you break it up into two shifts? We had two massage therapists, one left to do mobile massage therapy while the other one, she's, she's still here. We, we actually just uh, signed on an aesthetician as well for eyebrows, makeup, and all that good stuff. That's, that's really cool. So it sounds like you, can ha- you have a few different massage or body work or aesthetician services. So how do you break up who can use the room at that time? Do you, you, do, you do uh, a rent per the number of hours they have access to? They each have their separate rooms. Oh, I see. Well, it's a long-term rent. So the massage therapist, has, she's been there for over a year and a half now, and she's had her one room that she pays rent for. It's like a, it's a massage room. Pretty much, it's just a separate room that she has all to herself. She can she can do anything she wants to that room. For long term rent, does that mean you actually make it a twelve month lease or six month lease? Well, we say it's month to month. If she uh, decides to leave us, she has to give us a certain time frame of notice. So it, I, it's ninety days. She has to give us ninety days notice that she's leaving. That makes sense. Okay. What about things that are hard to quantify? I know I saw nutrition. So how do you know if the person has nutrition sessions, but they're doing it either in the gym or not in the gym? One of our personal trainers, she also has a, a nutrition business, a meal prep business that we, that we refer clients to or members who want to focus more on their, their nutrition. And we, I guess we could charge more for that, but we, we really don't. That trainer still pays us a monthly rent. Uh, consider it with how how her training's going. So that's really just a referral, and I'm not sure if you if you get money for the referral, but that that's not actually part. All the physicals, all the services are really physically there. It happens there. About I, I know it will depend on the area, but you know a lot of people know Orlando, and I'm assuming the the room is a, a standard small size. About how much rent can you get for a massage room or a beauty room? This one massage room that we do is uh, $550 a month. 
So what would you say your biggest revenue source? Is it the memberships or is it the, or is everything kind of equal or around equal? Uh, Trainers rent. That would be our biggest revenue source. How about membership? How is that as a revenue source? It, it's all right. Uh, we could always do better. Our membership to uh, personal training business is 30-70. So we, 30% of the business is uh, membership, whereas a uh, personal trainer, that, that area of business is 70%. For the membership split, since that's such an interesting model, and I, I like it because that's also a very gray area for most, whether it's a Pilates studio or a, a big box gym of how to classify them. How do you, how, how, how do you break up the split for that? Because you also have your gym floor that you're providing in the service. So how do you do the split for the membership with the bootcamp company? So a, uh, I'll give you an example of what we charge for a membership that includes access to the, the weight room and the facilities and uh, the boot camp. That membership would be one fifty a month, mm-hmm. and fifty dollars goes to the gym, and one hundred dollars would go to the boot camp. Uh, that's and that's that's for unlimited classes. Okay, so so um, very much an independent contractor setup. So it sounds like your job, a lot of it is marketing, and I know that you have a marketing background. How do you do your marketing so that you can keep your costs efficient and low? When we first started, we, we got bombarded by all these companies like uh, Yelp and Google. And before, when I worked in corporate America, they, they didn't really have, they didn't really yield much result for me. So I, I figured instead of going that route and pretty much just paying for clicks and exposure, we would base our marketing on more of a referral basis and uh, word of mouth. Social media has been really good for us as well, particularly LinkedIn and Instagram. That's really interesting. I think all of us think feel like the referral is the holy grail, but I don't think we all know how to do it well. You know, yeah, we get them, but how do you, or for you, from your experience, how did you push referrals? We've gone on to Instagram and LinkedIn, and personally, we message people. We message people that are into the health and fitness lifestyle, and also message personal trainers. You can see who are personal trainers on Instagram and LinkedIn. And we've just sent them a friendly message, letting them know about us being Orlando's only uh, private neighborhood gym. And to get them in here, to give them a tour and to talk more about what they do and how we could work together. And we, we also offer referral fees to, or compensation to trainers and, and members as well, if they uh, bring in people. For the direct messaging on Instagram and LinkedIn, how do you make sure you message people without possibly getting spam? Just because I've tried that technique before and I don't think I mastered it uh, and I think it, it is working, but... I always wondered, I don't think I'm doing it the best. How, how do you do it to make sure you don't get like marked as spam? I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't think I've had trouble with that. They have multiple message boxes on Instagram for people. And some of my messages have gone to the, I guess, the request folder. I know it sounds corny, but I just speak from the heart or type from the heart rather. And I, I haven't had any problems. Oh, okay. 
cool. So, so you'll actually go on Instagram. Do you, how do you find the people just through a hashtag or? Yeah. Yeah. There's a search function on Instagram and you can either search by hashtags. You can search by locations. It's a very, really good, a good search. Nice. And about how many messages do you, I don't know if you quantify, you actually send it daily, send messages to people daily, or it's just a few weeks, but how many, if it's a daily, how many people do you usually message a day? About 10 to 15. How many respond? About three. That's pretty good. And then of those three, how many actually engage with you and come in? Almost a hundred percent. It's a good, good rate because you're, you're being personable to them, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not a large company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just small, uh, average Joe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I like that you're saying just average Joe. I think a lot of people are like your the, the lifestyle business you've built. So, and, and this is something that they understand. I think a lot of us fitness pros look at, oh, now I need to learn Facebook ads manager. And uh, suddenly feels like a whole huge part-time job <laughs> to, or, or new uh, skill yeah. set to learn. So, think that that really sounds good to people what about linkedin i i could be wrong i thought you had a you could only message a certain number of people on linkedin how does that work i i believe you can because i got uh flagged for that once it it said something like you reached your your quote your the maximum allowed and i would just use their i would sign up for their free trial then and uh, go off that and i just do as much as possible how has your response been on LinkedIn? Just because I think people assume that LinkedIn's a corporate, people are professional, and since you're in the consumer area, how has that response gone? Or is that mainly for personal trainers? LinkedIn has done well, better than Instagram. Really? I would actually yeah. love to hear. Is Now, are you just using it for personal trainers? That you're, you're yeah. or, Okay, not for, hey, come to the gym people. That's right. That's right. More for the personal trainers. And we've, we've signed on a a few personal trainers from LinkedIn too. So smart. Okay. How many, how many uh, people do you usually message on LinkedIn a day or or is it more per week? Uh, That's much less just because I really love Instagram. LinkedIn, the LinkedIn has been very good for us. I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't get on there much. How, what other ways do you attract trainers to uh, work at your gym? That's pretty much it through online uh, media. It's just uh, these days, it doesn't seem like many people want to be approached in public. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you post any job ads on Indeed or, or even LinkedIn or other job boards? We have on Indeed. Most trainers are looking to be hired as employees on Indeed not uh, independent contractors. I see. That's good to know. Yeah, I used to use Indeed a lot and and we did hire them more as staff. So I could see how that might be tricky. So, okay, so so it sounds like for your cost of marketing, it's pretty low, you're, you're messaging people. Is there any other ways that you market that's paid? Like a paid ad or a paid print or something? We have a social media lady. That, that runs some ads for us from time to time on Facebook and Instagram, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, great. How about, I was actually going to ask you about your Facebook page. I, I noticed it's pretty active. How, how has Facebook 
worked in your marketing system? I mean, maybe she posts ad, but, but regarding what you're, what you're doing or what you're familiar with, how has Facebook been for you? When I post an ad, I seem to get a lot of likes, <laughs> but, but that's, that's about it. I post an ad every now and then, but, uh, but yeah, from, from the trainers that I've talked to, from the gyms that I've done research at, Facebook ads, I, I just haven't seen them work for many people. Unless you're a big gym, franchise gym, the smaller guys kind of have a hard time with that. Yeah. Yeah. How about for, I know you have a strong background in SEO. How has SEO worked for you? Like just people finding your website? Oh, really good. Our, our website. And I think that's one of the major things that we've improved on from when we got the gym back in 2017 was a website. Since I've had the gym and my partners, our website has been on the front page of Google search and uh, our in the map area too, there's a map that you can search as well. We're on, we're constantly ranked in the top three to five on the map, all because of keywords and we don't pay anybody. It's keywords. That's fantastic. And that was a big thing for us. I, I think what we lacked was analytics and even knowing how well it was working. And since you have a very strong background, since I know you worked in SEO before, could you give listeners uh, some tips on how to show up better on maps and on Google search? Yeah, it's, I, I've just used keywords for the area, for the geographical area a lot. Orlando and, and Altamont Springs because we're located in the Altamont Springs area of Orlando and just the key health terms, you know, germ, gyms, personal training, health and fitness in Orlando with the gym search, it's all about the location. So, you know, you want, you want that up there. And also you want great reviews. You want a lot of re reviews and a clean site with images that are not very big in size, you know, nice, uh, small size images. For the reviews, do you mean, of course, have reviews on your site, but do you mean just get, get reviews on the plate like Yelp and Google, or, or do you mean just make sure there's reviews on your site? On the search engines. Reviews on a site helps, but it's really the reviews on a search engine. Like, for example, I, I'm very proud of how we rank with reviews on uh, Google, I, I believe we had like 76 or 77, all five-star reviews. Yeah. To really have that in our area. And, you know, we have good uh, stance on Yelp as well. Got it. Yeah, that is that is really good. Do you use, regarding search terms and, you know, I, of course we can all guess what search terms will apply to us, but do you use a tool of any sort to determine your search terms? No. Got it. I was curious regarding, since you have independent contractors and a bunch of cu customers coming in, but at the same time, you're the main in-between, between people coming in and then people signing up and booking. How do you do that? Do you have a, like a mind-body type of thing? Do people just book with those people separately through the same system or does everyone have their own system? We're, we're very simple here, very old. All the clients, you know, the clients of the individual trainers, it's their, their responsibility. It's their business, their own business they're running. But we do have a sign-in sheet at the front of the uh, gym where clients sign in and they, they indicate which trainer they're training with on that day. 
And uh, that's how we can keep track of the, the number of sessions. It's really a very loose system because we found for small gyms, those, the softwares, MindBody and uh, all the other ones, MindBody being probably the most popular one, they're expensive. You know, if you're not making a lot of money, it's tough to, to do one of those programs. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So let's imagine somebody uh, finds you on Google Maps, uh, calls in, comes in, uh, sees your website and says, hey, I'm interested, but I don't even know where to start. I haven't worked out for five years. Where, how, who would greet them? How do you uh, facilitate that process so that they you know, sign up for the optimal package for them? Who, who, who talks to them and who signs them up? Either me or one of my other partners they'll come in and talk to us directly. We've got our cell phone listed on the, the front window and all the trainers are instructed that you know, if anybody comes in looking for training through the front door, not, not by means of any of their marketing, that, that that prospect has to talk to one of us owners and get a consultation and all that good stuff. Okay. So that makes sense. So they talk to you. What is the, what is your sales process since you have a bunch of services they could sign up for? What do you channel them towards? Again, we're a very personable gym. We're very, very honest, straightforward people here. I, so I'll get a prospect that comes in the front door and they'll come see me. And I'm not, I'm not particularly a, a trained salesperson. I just tell them how it is. You know, I, I, I use great customer service and I ask them, number one thing is, what are your goals? What are your goals? Do you, do you want to just use the gym equipment or are you looking for a personal trainer, trying to lose weight, or you're, you're more into the group exercise classes? It, it's all about them. And Tell you the truth, I'm not a great salesperson. I, I just talk to them like a, like a friend, like a, like a family member. And that, that goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. You know, they'll go into like LA Fitness or Planet Fitness, one of those larger franchises. And those gyms actually have cubicles set up. Trainers at those gyms are actually taught how to sell and not to train. It's all about selling at those big gyms. Here, it's just, it's about the community. That's awesome. So you just talk to them, find out what they want. Let's say somebody decides that they might be interested in personal training and some, but you know, they've never done it. So what's the next step for them? Do, does your trainers or some of them, maybe not all offer a comp session? How do you help them see if that's the right fit? Well, there's, there's pretty much always a comp session, but I will, I'll screen the prospect first by interviewing them about their goals. We've got over 20 personal trainers here. There, there's always going to be someone for, uh, that can help them meet their goals. And it's up to me to really match them with that trainer. And most times I will first look at trainers who, who need the business, who are kind of struggling. And a perfect match, I mean, it's, it's, it's a done deal. Even though they're in independent contractors, you mentioned some trainers who are struggling and you know, some trainers are new and they're just getting their bearings. How much of a role do you play, even though they are ICs, we'll call them, in coaching them or helping them with their follow-up and uh, conversion? Well, I think that's one of my jobs as an owner here to help, help the trainers build their business. You know, if, if they're happy, if they're successful, 
ultimately the gym will be successful. Yeah. You know, I, I do my best to coach them. And I, if I am able to give them a client, I will. And and in the same situation, and I've been in a situation before where, you know, I work really hard to build up the trainer's business. And for some reason or another, they, they decide to leave and maybe even at times try to take clients. How does that work? Um, do you have something written where they can't or that's kind of okay? It's expressed that they cannot take the trainer. They cannot take the, the client from the gym. If we supply the, if we supply them with the client, it's, it belongs to us. Mm-hmm. And, and it's understood, you know, we'll take a 30% cut of that client while they will take a 70% cut, a 70% cut of that, uh, the money that the client brings in. Have you ever encountered that issue just because maybe uh, trainers start feeling like, you know, well, I've been training them for a year and I have the relationship. No. Oh, okay. That's good. Amazingly, we've never had that issue. I tell you, we got a great crowd here. So very respectful, you know, the the further you are a way of being a corporate entity of bossing these people around, the better it is, the the more they respect you. Yeah. And I I get, I get how that connects back to your mantra that you guys are a community private gym. What made you uh, decide that that was the right fit? That was the right messaging uh, when you started out? About being a private community gym? Yeah. Well, it really stemmed from my childhood. I, I, I used to go to the gym with my dad. I used to go to the YMCA back in the day, back in the early 80s and early 90s. I loved that, that atmosphere. The, the YMCA used to be very personable and used to be a community-oriented gym. Of course, they were just like uh, Gold's Gym and Bally's Fitness. They became very big, became this big franchise. And I'm like, I don't want to be like that. I want to, I want to bring back, I kind of want to go back in time, back to the old community driven gyms. And we're private in the sense that we don't take any day passes. You know, when you're working out at my gym, you're working out amongst friends, neighbors, not, no strangers. It's all, it's all a great community here. And that's, that's what, that's what we wanted to, wanted to bring back. Yeah, it sounds like it. And it sounds like you've done a really good job, essentially, of creating a great culture among your staff and your your members. So that's great. And so last question, I was just curious, for a lot of people, I think the idea of having partners is really interesting, because there's a lot to do when running a small business. I know that if, if I have it correct, I saw on your website, you have two couple partners. So that's a total of four people. Are they actually owners in the, the, the physical place or do you mean, are they partners because you have working relationships with them? Uh, we're all owners. So we, you know, we each have a percentage interest into the gym. So yeah, I essentially, I, I have two other partners and they're uh, husband and wife couples. How, and how did you, you decide how you wanted to, is it like a full 33% split? Because I think, I know that I sold my gym to, to the two managers and I think they themselves from what I understood had to you know talk how we're going to do the split does one person have more percentage and another how we're gonna make decisions how did you do that conversation or and what did you decide about how how it would be best to put the company well we're we're all separate shares 
I mean, that's not, of course, it's not equal. It was just uh, a plan that we came up with in the beginning. Like uh, Kit and Karen Hildreth are the original owners. They sold it to uh, Rich and me, uh, Rich, Ariana, and I. And I think it was the right way to go because this was, for Rich and I, this was our first venture into owning a gym. We liked it because we all had, uh, you know, we all had the different ideas of how things should go. A very unique input from each one of us. You know, it's like we got each other's back. Did you know Rich before? Like, how did you know that you guys could work well together? We've met on a few occasions before actually doing the deal. You just, I guess you just feel each other out. You know, you, you meet, you talk, you go out to eat, do some functions together and come together as, as one. Okay, awesome. For And for responsibilities, since you mentioned each person has their own take on different things, but also to make sure everyone has clear roles or ways they'll contribute, was there something specific where you knew Rich was going to do something specific and you were going to do a certain job role? Yeah, but, but in the end, it, you know, in uh, not in the end, but in the process, we're just all, you know, intermingled. We, we all have our specialties. Mm-hmm. And of course, that comes out whenever, whenever we're in meetings, whenever we're at task of recruiting people or doing marketing. But you know, in the end, we're all we're all uh, doing each other's jobs. Okay. Yeah. So it's you guys closely work together. So it's not like one person just doing marketing and one person does bills and operations. That's right. It's it it is that way. But then you guys kind of just overlap. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, so now it's been three years ish, more, a little more than three years, I think 2017, January, right. You know, what, what do you look back and are you happy with the decision and what would you say, like maybe one or two changes or decisions you've made along the way we would have made differently? We've seemed to find things out as we go along, you know, it's like a, a big puzzle. It's like a big puzzle. You're blindfolded. You're putting all these, trying to fit all these pieces together. I've loved every bit of it. It's just, uh, it's always going to be a challenge. I guess I found out more about social media, about marketing on social media later in the game. I've only been messaging people maybe for a year and a half, a year, year and a half, but kind of wish I would have jumped on the ball a little sooner there, but it's a gym, you know, it's, (laughs) it's fun. It's, it's not like a big, big accounting firm. You know, this is, this is fun work and uh, you just, it's challenging, but you, you enjoy it every day. Yeah, it, sound, it sounds like it. So you're, you're definitely more rewarded. I mean, in general, you know, I think people who might be have the same dream as you, owning their own gym and f- feeling so fulfilled, but making that leap from corporate world, would you say that you're making more than what you were making in the corporate world, the same or, or less? Less, just because we, we took the gym over whenever it was, you know, it needed some work. So it's kind of like we're, we're rebuilding and they say it takes about three to five years to realize the rewards. And it's very true. It's, it's, it's hard work. I'm not making really any money from the gym yet. It's, it's pretty much the personal training has been propelling me, but it's the gym business is really tough. You really got to stay in there and just put some elbow grease into it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I hear you. I, I spent five and a half years putting a lot of elbow grease. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it can be tough. So, but really innovative ways to keep it simple. Uh, your time is important and you probably need to, you know, be doing a lot of things. So it's, that's an interesting model. I think that would be attractive to a lot of 
future gym owners. So thanks for sharing that. And yeah, what do you see your future holds for you in, you know, the next three to five years, you can still, you're going to keep growing your gym or you think this is kind of a, you know, three more years and then you might try something else. No, this is, this is it for me. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm 39 years old. You know, I, I want to be in the gym my whole life. So, you know, I want to be here my whole life. I want to open up a few other gyms though. That, that would be really good. Maybe a handful of other gyms in, in areas that I really love to go, like Miami or Nashville, Myrtle Beach. I, I have connections in all those places, and it would be great to just have a private neighborhood areas as well. Yeah, absolutely. Those are good places. But, you know, people, people tell me all the time I work too much. I work seven days a week. But I tell them, I'm like, I, I feel like I'm retired because this is fun. <laughs> being in the gym all day and and training people as well it's like i like i'm playing every day so you know it's i, I love it i'm here to stay that's awesome well i think that you you are living the dream and this gives us some ideas of if, if you're looking to open your own gym or maybe a fitness experts you this is something that could be really rewarding so thanks so much for your time and if you know if someone wants to reach out to you how, how could they do that on Instagram, I guess that's what you really need a handle for. I'm official Jake Fouts. I'm on LinkedIn, Jake Fouts. I also have my my official brand page, which is Jake Fouts and the Challenge. And of course, Fitness Experts. Fitness Experts is on Facebook and Instagram and uh, LinkedIn as well. So we're, me, the gym, we're all over the place. Yeah, sounds like it. Awesome. We'll definitely reach out to Jake. He has a lot of interesting insights. And thanks so much for your time. It was really interesting hearing your story. Hey, thank you for having me. I, I had a good time. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening. Oh, I have three freebies. Number one, get your full edited transcription with bullet points of the key lessons from today's show on our website, fitnesssecrets.co. That's fitnesssecrets with an S at the end dot C-O. While you're there, subscribe to our newsletter, which gets you access to our monthly freebie marketing and operations content that you can use for your own fitness business. Freebie number two. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe to the show in your podcast player by hitting the subscribe button. Since the show happens because of listeners like you, could you also leave a review? If you email us your review at support at fitnessecrets.co, you'll receive a complimentary one-hour coaching call with me and a $150 credit towards the first challenge that we will be releasing soon. Finally, freebie number three. We started the Fitness Secrets Facebook group. I know thinking and designing of new marketing campaigns, planning out your operations each month for your fitness clients is exhausting. Our goal is for the group to help you plan out your marketing, plan out your operations so you can get more clients efficiently. To join, go to facebook.com and search Fitness Business Secrets. Thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.